Hey guys, this is James Marshall, up with another podcast. I'm talking about the Redskins today, I'm talking about some fantasy football, I'm talking about some NL and ALCS, I'm looking ahead to this week against the Cowboys. Huge game on Sunday at home versus the Cowboys. So let's get right into it. So the Redskins held on. They held on. Close win Sunday against the Panthers. They were up 17-0, to but then they lost their lead. It ended up being 20-17, to the final score. And the Panthers were maybe 23-17, yeah, final score. And the Panthers were so close to scoring. They're out there on 20-yard line. The Redskins 20-yard line, and they failed to convert on fourth and five. Redskins defense stood tall. It was one of the more impressive things that I've seen this season from that defense. But let me talk about the game. So here are the goods from the game. So AP, Adrian Peterson, when he goes, the offense goes. When he's bad, the offense is bad. I would never, like last year if you would asked me, we would pick up a 33-year-old quarterback off of waivers and our entire offense would depend on him. I would have told you you were crazy. I would have said, I don't even know what I would have said, but this, this was our plan B if Geis got injured and our plan B really didn't arrive till August 20th. That was pretty late for something that would carry your whole season. So, Adrian Peterson's pretty much the key to this offense. If he's going, the offense is going. So that's how it's going to work pretty much for the rest of the year unless Alex Smith can do anything else because it's been proven that Alex Smith needs a run game to play. Like, when he's not at a run game, he has been... uh, He's never been good without a run game because... Five of his last six seasons, he's made the Pro Bowl the last six seasons. Five of those last six seasons, he's had a top 10 running running offense and also a top 10 running defense. So he needs a rush game. He needs an offensive line. He needs a defensive line to succeed. He needs pieces around him. I think if we can put all the pieces around him, a run game, everything, we could go to the playoffs and do... Lots of things because Alex Smith is a winner and we've showed that. So let me get into the number one play. And this is why Jay Gruden is such a smart play caller and why last year he could scheme up an offense. So the best thing Jay Gruden's at is scheming up an offense so that the Redskins can succeed with less than the other team. Last year he had a banged up offensive line, no receivers, no running game, and Kirk Cousins. And managed to have a, t- a top half offense in the NFL. And if a couple things would have went our way, we could have made the playoffs last year. I applaud Jay Gruden for that. We were the most injured team I've ever seen last year, and he still managed to hold the boat up. So here's one of the things that I thought was genius from Jay Gruden. There's this play called trap. So basically, it's not where you block someone forward. It's basically where you trap everyone in the middle of the field. So all the tight ends pull. They all pull in inside and block the linebackers and basically trap them so Adrian Peterson can run to the outside. And that's genius by Jay Gruden because he realized that Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley were both on that defensive line. They had Julius Peppers. I mean, 
more dominant, and he realized pretty soon that our pass rush and pass defense and was just not very good in our uh, pass rush defense. Like, our offensive line wasn't playing that good. I'll get into that later. But he realized that he trapped in. And so instead of blocking them straight back because he knew they couldn't, he trapped them in the middle of the field, let Adrian Peterson run all the way around the field. One play on trap, he lost his shoe and kept running. So I think that was genius by Jay Gruden. If we can keep doing that crafty play calling plus Adrian Peterson running as hard as he can, we could win a lot of games this year. Also, Josh Norman finally got back at his old friend, old enemy, Cam Newton. Got released because he wasn't friends with Cam Newton. And Josh Norman, for the first time in two years, I think, got an interception and it was against Cam Newton. So I thought that was pretty cool that he could get he could pick off his old friend. And I actually met him the other day, and I asked him if it felt good to pick off Cam. And he said it actually felt really, really good and to pick off Cam. And, th- I mean, that's really all he told me, but... Instead of saying, like, oh, oh, yeah, it was good. But he was, like, very enthusiastic of picking off Cam. And he obviously didn't really like Cam that much. And he felt really good picking him off. So that was that for Josh Norman. He played a pretty good game otherwise also. And so those are are really good things from our offense and defense to help us to get to these early leads that we always get. That's another good thing. We get really early leads in all of our games that we've won. We've jumped out to early leads. And two of the three of them, the Cardinals came we absolutely destroyed. For the other two, we've let the other team come back just because we've been so conservative in the second half. It's just been Alex Smith check down, check down, check down, incompletion, run. No, no real throwing down the field for Alex Smith in the second half. And we're too conservative. And we're letting other teams get back into games. We need to change that. Jager needs to change that on the way forward for us to succeed. So here are the bads from that game. Even though we won, there's some bads. So Quentin Dunbar didn't have his best game. Torrey Smith, I think. The uh, Panthers picked him up off of waivers. And he absolutely demolished Dunbar on a couple plays. There were two straight plays. They went for the touchdown. Torrey Smith caught a touchdown on the same exact play. He burned Dunbar on the two-point conversion. So Dunbar needs to be better. Booger McFarland, the ESPN commentator on Monday Night Football, actually said Quentin Dunbar is the best corner that Washington has. And if that is true in the way he played on Sunday, that is not good for the Redskins going forward. So here's what I was talking about earlier, the pass pressure on both lines, offense and defense. So first offensive line, the Panthers got one sack, only one sack last week against the Giants. The Giants, who are the worst offensive line in the entire league. And we're getting sacked after sacked, pressured after pressure from this Panthers defensive line. And they didn't get anyone back. It was just our offensive line did not play well. I know Sean LaValle's hurt and Bergstrom had to come in and Rullier had to move over to left guard. But come on, we have to do something. I've heard a lot of people talk about Ty Secchi, our backup left tackle or right tackle. He pretty much is a utility uh, tackle. But 
we were talking about playing him at guard, and I think we should. He's the best option we have. We really got to fix that pass defense, pass pressure, and pass protection because Alex Smith doesn't have any time to throw off of the play action, which should give him more time to throw because of the defensive line and linebackers back up off the play action, but it doesn't give him enough time to throw, and that's really bad for Alex Smith, especially a guy a guy like Alex Smith who's not like Cam Newton scrambling everywhere or he's not like Aaron Rodgers who can literally do anything with the ball. So we need to give Alex Smith a good pocket time to throw it, and I think we could win a lot of games if we give him enough time. And also on the defensive end, we Cam Newton had all day to throw. I was talking about how Cam Newton can scramble from situations. He didn't need to because we were giving him all day to throw. The last two drives, he didn't even get touched by our defensive lineman, and he had at least five seconds to throw each single every single time, even more than five seconds. It was just bad. We It's really easy to let a team into games if your pass pressure is not good at all. So we need to fix two things on the lines. We need to switch guys out, have some more energy on the lines, and I think we can be a better team if that happens. So that's my takes from that game. I'll get into the takes from the Cowboys game going forward a little later. First, I need to talk about fantasy football. So first, I want to talk about the Ravens. The Ravens in fantasy football are the most unpredictable things ever. You got Joe Flacco, who gets two points one week, and then gets 20 points the next week and 30 points. He's the most, a very inconsistent quarterback, and I don't think he should be started on any team. But if you're in a really deep league, I would be frustrated if I were, were a Joe Flacco owner. Also, Buck Allen and Alex Collins, the Ravens' backfield, it's really a toss-up. Buck Allen gets more snaps, but last week Alex Collins got two touchdowns, which led to him getting around 20 fantasy points in most leagues, while Buck Allen was getting less than 10 in most leagues as he didn't get that touchdown, which he'd gotten a couple weeks weeks and weeks before so that's really a coin toss and if you have both of them I feel like I'm still leaning with Buck Allen just because of his especially if you're in a PPR league just because of his ability to catch the ball and also he leads the team in red zone snaps over Alex Collins so I think he's a safer bet but if you have Alex Collins I don't know what to do with him because I haven't won in my leagues and it's just a total disaster because one week he gets two. Last week he got 17 in my league, so I don't know what to do with him. And then the wide receivers are probably the worst because John Brown, a couple weeks in a row, you think he's going to be a very consistent fantasy player. Now last week he poops his pants and gets like two points because they don't target him at all. So, John Brown, I don't know what to think of if I have John Brown. Michael Crabtree, I mean, talked about him dropping passes in weeks before, him getting zero points. He got zero points in one week, and then last week he goes out and lights it up. A couple weeks ago he lights it up. He's like a every-other-week kind of thing for Crabtree, and he really depends on the touchdown. So I don't know if he's the safest fantasy bet just because he's so touchdown dependent. And also Willie Sneed, 
ripped it up last week as well. He had a um, lot of catches, a lot of yards, no touchdown, but still got a lot of yards. And he had struggled in weeks past, but in the future, I don't know what to think of him because last week he was very good. So I'm saying all the like I don't feel comfortable starting one any one person on the Ravens and there's no exceptions maybe their defense but this defense their defense this week I'm not starting cuz they're playing the Saints so I don't feel comfortable starting anyone on the Ravens I feel like it's a toss up and it's risk reward if you have a Ravens player on your fantasy team last week there were some fantasy ups, there were some fantasy downs. I'm getting into fantasy disappointments from last week. On Monday Night Football, Matt Breida was out, and everyone thought all the carries are going to Alfred Morris. Lots of people started him, and Alfred Morris got zero points. He was out there for one snap. Like, what happened? What what happened to Alfred Morris? They signed him. Everyone thought he was going to be really good this season, and Matt Breida emerges out of nowhere. And his backup emerges out of nowhere. The third string back. I mean, Alfred Morris has been dumped at the side of the road. Got zero, zero, not point one, zero points. If you were depending on him to give you those 10 points, 11 points, 12 points this week, as he's done in the past, he didn't do that. He got zero. Really disappointing from him. Also, the leader in yards from the tight end, Jared Cook, just got two last week. I mean, He's the least touchdown-dependent tight end of all, so that's why I like him on your team because if he gets a touchdown, it's an added bonus. But last week, the Raiders' pass offense just did not work. I think they're playing Seattle. It just did not work against Seattle. I don't know why because the Legion of the Boom is gone, but Derek Carr was not on his A game. I mean, I don't know what to think of any Raiders receiver either. Because Jordy Nelson, for a couple weeks, got a bunch of high scores, but now he's kind of less. He's toning it down a little bit. And then, of course, Amari Cooper's been pretty disappointing this season as well. Jared Cook, just very disappointing as well. How about Isaiah Crowell coming off a 40 fantasy point week, 220 rushing yards, still is leading the league in a a one game rushing yard total so he's gotten the highest rushing yard total in one game of anyone in the league and so everyone was trading for him picking him up if he was still on waivers starting him and he goes out and gives you a sub 10 point performance really disappointing from a guy who just had the week of his career so I don't know what to say about that but I, he's a very inconsistent player. He's splitting touches with Bilal Powell, so I don't trust him on my fantasy lineup. I trust Bilal Powell more because of his PPR value. So I say sit Isaiah Crowell this week. Also, Adrian Peterson. I know it's crazy because he got over 10 points. In some weeks he got even 15 points. It was, I know, I'm saying... The only reason I'm saying he's disappointed is there are a lot of leagues out there that give bonuses if you have over 100 po- over 100 yards, so you get a 5-10 point bonus if a player rushes for over 100 yards and then another 5-10 point bonus if he rushes for over 200 yards. Two weeks this season, 
Adrian Peterson has been five or less yards away from that bonus. This week, I had him in my starting lineup. He was got 95 yards. He was one carry away from that five points, and I lost by three points. So that's the most disappointing thing if you're a fantasy owner. Just thinking, having that bonus, and thinking that you were so close to winning that week. I would start him. I would start him again. There's no buys left, so keep starting him unless he gets hurt. Andrew Peterson is an absolute dog. He is so good. Keep starting him, keep starting him, keep starting him. That's my advice. I know he's disappointed the people in bonus leagues, but what can you do? So now I'm getting into baseball, a little bit of baseball. The LCS games, the League Championship Series games, Dodgers and Brewers are tied 2-2. Two and two. Last night, Cody Bellinger hit a walk-off in the 13th inning. Gio Gonzalez got the start, got pulled out really early. He was not happy when he was walking off the field. He only went one inning last night, former Nat Gio Gonzalez. He wasn't very happy. The Brews held on to it. It was 1-1, to but then Bellinger finally ended the party in the 13th inning. Also, the Astros got beat down yesterday by the Red Sox off of Jackie Bradley Jr.'s Grand Slam, and they lost 8-2. to Now the Astros are down 2-1 to in the series against the Red Sox, who are now favorites and have been favorites the whole season to win the World Series. Here's my Redskins beat the Cowboys if kind of segment or what the Redskins have to do to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. And so what I'm the Cowboys are coming off a huge one versus Jacksonville. They crush them like 40 to 7 or something like that. Terrible for Jacksonville. Terrible for the Redskins cuz now the Cowboys are red hot and coming into DC. But here are tricks to tame them. Tame him. So the Redskins have to stop the run. Ezekiel Elliott, everyone knows about him. Screens, they averaged 15, over 15 yards, 15.6 yards last week on their screen plays. We really got to hone in on that. If we can stop their run game, Ezekiel Elliott, screen game, Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, Ezekiel Elliott, and then quick slants like Cole Beasley, Tavon Austin again. I mean, all their wide receivers are on just quick slants. Let the let Dak Prescott throw it downfield. Let him throw it downfield. He's not a very good passing quarterback. He's good at running. He's he's good at throwing quickly. He's good at throwing short, but he can't really get it downfield. He's kind of like Alex Smith in that way. Needs a running game and needs like short routes, but I, let him throw it downfield. If he beats you downfield, tip your cap and adjust. But as of now, no quick screens. No slants and no running game. If our defense does that, we will win the game. Stack the box. Stack against Tavon Austin and Cole Beasley. Let the other ones do whatever they want. And make Dak Prescott throw it downfield. Our offense needs to get it to our three best players as of now. Chris Thompson, coming back from injury. Our most reliable receiver. Our most upside receiver or tight end. Jordan Reed. Obviously, Alex Smith's new favorite target. We need to get it to him more. We need to get him on the field more. If we need want to win this game, we got to get it to Reed and Thompson. And then 
pound the ball to Adrian Peterson. Pound it and pound it and pound it. I've talked about a million times before. Alex Smith needs a running game. Establish the run early. Adrian Peterson should have more than two touchdowns this week. He really should. If he doesn't, I don't like our chances against the Cowboys. Unless Alex Smith throws for over three touchdowns. I think it's going to be a high-scoring, a little bit of high-scoring affair. Both defenses are okay, but they're not superb. So I expect over 20 points for each team. At least, maybe even over 25 points. Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, and maybe even Vernon Davis need to get involved. Those are our five core players on our offense. That's how we're going to win. And that's the end of my podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.